Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. We're talking about the mystery boxes, the rookies for the NBA this season. We're talking Wemby, Chet, Scoot, and a few more. Let's go! talking about G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter or X at Ball Boys Fantasy. Like we said, guys, we're going through the rookies on today's podcast, and we're asking the question, where should you be drafting them? How high is too high for Victor? How high is too high for Chet? Should you be reaching for one of the Thompson twins at the end of your draft? Are there any other flyers we can take at the end of the draft? And I'm going to be going through all of the names of the rookies of players that I think um, have an argument to be drafted in standard Yahoo or standard fantasy basketball formats and where they are also ranked on Yahoo. So some of them you might need to search up because they're ranked a long way back. So we're going to get into that one today, guys. Before we do, though, reminder... Allboysmba.com is open. The season guide is available. You can get uh, your access via two memberships, a $15 membership to get access to my 150 150 top 150 rankings for category leagues and points leagues this season. So we are doing points leagues rankings as well. We didn't offer that last year, so that is now available. And for the $25 uh, membership, you also, on top of those two things, get access to my projections. You get access to my dynasty rankings, which are coming very soon. You'll get access to exclusive Q&A podcasts, which we'll be running throughout the season. My rookie rankings, which will happen at the end of this season when we're going into next year's Dynasty Rookie Startup Drafts, uh, as well as some fantasy basketball articles. So lots and lots of content there if you join via the $25 Platinum membership there, guys. So you can't access the projections unless you get that one, but you still will have access to the top 150 rankings, which what basically the season guide was last year, if you were familiar with that one, plus on top of that, the points rankings, which is new for this season. Um, So let's get stuck into it. We're going to go through these rookies, and the first one we're going to talk about is Victor Wembenyama. Wemby, 
Surprisingly, Yahoo has ranked him at 39. I was very concerned going into this season that Victor Wembanyama, the most hyped rookie we have seen since LeBron James, was going to be just completely overhyped and overranked when it comes to fantasy basketball. But as of right now, it hasn't gotten to that point just yet. Now, there is still a decent concern of mine that when we start to see preseason training camps, a lot of media day hype, some preseason games, people are going to start to get very excited about Wemby and he might start going higher. And in some instances, I have seen him being drafted in the second round. I think that is too high. I do think that that is too high because rookies are notoriously bad. You've got a lot of downside at that point and not very much upside when you're drafting uh, Wemby in the second round. However, I do think that he will be among... I mean, he and Chet, we'll talk about him in a second, will be very good fantasy players this season. They have very friendly fantasy games. Um, And for him to finish inside the top 40, top 30, top 25 is not outrageous. I definitely think that is possible. Look, hell, he could finish as a first round of the season. It's unlikely, but for a player like Wemby, it is distinctly possible. Now, again, not drafting him in the second round, but he has insane upside because of his profile. Now, the strengths of his game, obviously he's going to block a lot of shots, probably north of two point, uh, or at least two, probably mid twos per game. He is going to score at a decent clip. I think he and Vassell will be the two guys competing for the number one scoring option on this team. Um, He'll hit some threes, he'll get decent rebounds, and he shoots a good percentage from the free throw line. So all good markers of a fantasy uh, beast. The concerns, I think that he will be poor from the field, especially early in the season, because I think he is playing the power forward position, is my understanding. Um, That's what he and his camp prefers he play. He likes to play a bit more on the perimeter. Um, As he's getting stronger, maybe a little bit less bashing and crashing. That's why Zach Collins is likely to start at center for the Spurs. So for that reason, it it might mean that his rebounding numbers are somewhat muted, Maybe not quite getting to that 10 rebounds per game. He might be more around that 7 to 8 kind of a range. His Also, his field goal percentage, like we said, might be a, a bit poor, especially if he is playing a bit more of a premier-oriented game. He is going to probably be in the mid-40s rather than a high 40s or 50s for a 7-foot-5 center, uh, which you would probably expect. Um, the other issues is I don't think he's going to be a high steals guy, uh, probably a low steals guy. His assists, I don't think, are really going to be there this season as well. And despite the highlights, he's not the most high-volume and efficient three-point shooter. I think he could get to maybe one three per game, maybe slightly over. But I don't think he's going to come out here and, and go Chris Wazinga style and, and shoot two, two-and-a-half threes per game. I don't think that he's going to be able to do that in his first year. He might be able to scale up to that in future seasons. But as of year one... I wouldn't be going out and inspecting and thinking that you've seen all these highlights of him hitting step back threes and all these kind of things that he's going to be a high volume three-point scorer. He will hit some, but I don't think, especially based on his percentages and attempts and volume in the French League, he's not a guy that I think is going to come out and hit more than two, two and a half per game. I just don't think that that's going to happen and it wouldn't be very... 
Um, sensible for us to expect that. So could he get 20 points, eight rebounds, two and a half blocks, shoot 83 from the free throw line? Yeah, absolutely. That's all very valuable. Hit a three, but again, probably less than a couple of assists, maybe less than, you know, close to half a steal per game on maybe 45%. That's about where I'm expecting him to be a very valuable fantasy player. Um, they're going to be maybe managing him. I think he can probably get to 65 games. That's the new rule where the league has made the cutoff for the awards. So if he plays 65 games, he's eligible for Rookie of the Year. I think he'll want to win that. I think that there's there's some prestige and, and um, some acclaim from going and doing that. So I think they're going to try and get into at least 65, which in today's NBA is, is actually not too bad at this point. So... Um, not super concerned, but maybe just something to also keep in mind. So at 39, I think this is pretty bang on where I think he should be going in both category and points leagues. I think he's pretty comparable in both um, in category leagues. He's he's nice there because you do have that good free throw percentage guy who's going to give you some blocks. So I could even argue that just for that u- the utility of that um, combination of stats, he is useful and you could even draft him a little bit higher than this. But I wouldn't be reaching into the second round. I'd probably be going at earliest in the third, depending on what you are looking for. And again, know that when you're drafting these rookies, especially the guys that are perimeter-oriented, and Victor is one of those guys, they are going to be... The start of the season, the first two or three months, will be rough. They will be having highs and lows. The the vast majority of rookies get better as the season goes on. Forget what you've heard about the rookie wall. That's nonsense. But he will be better in the second half of the year compared to the first. So when you draft him inside the top three or four rounds, he might not return that value for the first two months of the season. He might be someone that's ranked further back. But hold tight and and hopefully he can return this plus maybe more in the second half of the season and in our fantasy basketball playoffs. Um, At least that's what I'm expecting. But again, whenever you are drafting rookies, there is risk because we haven't haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen it in the NBA, so we don't exactly know. So a similar kind of story for this next guy here in Chet Holmgren. I'm a big Chet fan. Very disappointed to see him go down with his injury last preseason. Obviously, he has the foot injury, but that's completely healed. We've seen him play games uh, in the summer league, so he's good to go. I'm not one of those people that thinks that he's an injury-prone player because of his skinny frame. You, I mean, you could say the same thing about Victor Wambinyama. He actually had more injuries um, during his time as a, as a junior. So Chet, I think, is going to be fine. He's not going to be the scorer that Victor is, in my opinion. You've got other players like Ashe, Giddy, Jalen Williams, who probably score a bit more than he does um, in his rookie season, but I think he'll be more efficient. So I think he's more likely to finish with a field goal percentage north of 50% compared to a Wemby. Um, I also think that because he's playing more traditional center minutes with not too many other big guys on the court alongside him, that he might be a better rebounder. Um, but otherwise, the rest is pretty similar. I think, again, maybe close to 1-3 per game. Um, the assistant steals will be kind of his weakness. Um, should get more than two blocks per game, in my opinion. Maybe not quite the free-throw percentage shooter that Wemby is, but again, I don't think it's going to be on super high attempts, so it's not really going to be a huge weakness for him. Um, so yeah, I think you're kind of trading points in Wemby 
and maybe a slightly better free throw percentage for Chet's field goal percentage with maybe slightly higher rebounds. So I view them actually quite similarly. Yahoo's got them ranked at two spots apart, 41 versus 39, which again, I think is fairly reasonable. I think if you can get Chet in the 40s, late 30s, if he's fitting what you're trying to do, maybe you're looking at a bit of a punt points build uh, or a punt steals build. He is definitely someone that can give you those rebounds, blocks. He can hit a three. I think he actually probably has some higher assist upside than Wemby as well. Um, not by much, but maybe slightly is is my take on it. Um, but he definitely doesn't have quite the upside, I think, that Wemby does just because this team is a team that's trying to push for the playoffs and there are some more established guys already on this roster like an SGA. Um, so he doesn't have the capacity, I think, to really just come in and dominate and take over like a Wemby does because it's his team. So if you're comparing the two, Chet definitely doesn't quite have the ceiling. But I still think that he's going to be a really valuable player this season. And again, I'm not too worried about the injury proneness, uh, especially related to his frame. Now, before we move on to the next few guys here, we're just going to talk about, again, just reminding you guys that if you want to verse me in fantasy basketball this season, we are opening the Ball Boys Championship 30 League. We will be sending out invites in probably a week or so. So to enter, make sure you go over to Apple Podcast and find this podcast, Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball. Make sure you give a five-star rating and review over there and drop your Twitter handle in that rating and review. It has to be over at um, Apple Podcasts because the Spotify reviews doesn't let you leave a comment. So drop your Twitter handle in there so I can reach out and contact you and get you the details to join the league. And then the last thing you need to do is make sure you are following on Twitter, following me on Twitter so I can contact you and slide into your DMs, give you the invite to the league, and you can come and verse me as well as 29 other people that listen to this podcast. It's a $25 entry. Winner will be receiving a lot of money, over $700 worth of prizes in this league. So um, definitely go and drop your rating and review to gain entry and uh, your chance to beat me this season in fantasy basketball. If you have more questions about the setup of the league, feel free to shoot me a, a message on Twitter or drop it in the comments below, guys. Happy to answer any questions there as well. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.
All right, let's go through to the next player in the list here of the rookies. We're talking Scoot Henderson. He is the next highest ranked on Yahoo at 94. And again, I think it's a reasonable spot to have him. There is some concerns about his translations in terms of his the, the fantasy friendliness of his game. He is... And we've seen this a few times with point guards in their rookie year. They're often shit. They're often not very good. The field goal percentage is often bad. He, in particular, is not a great three-point shooter and suffers a little bit from the free throw line. So both percentages being poor, not high volume in threes. You've still got Damian Lillard there. So there are a lot of questions. So um, the upside is is high-ish. He also isn't like a huge steals guy either. Um, so... All this is leading me to say is that you can definitely draft him, and he's definitely someone that around that pick 100, I'd be happy to, to take a look at in category leagues. In points leagues, he's probably much better. In points leagues, he's going to get the volume. He's going to get the usage, so you don't have to worry about the lack of threes, the poor percentages. So in points leagues, I think you can reach for him a bit higher into the 80s, I think is absolutely fine for, for Scoot. But in category leagues, I am wanting to wait closer to pick 100 around that range. Um, so he's not someone that I would be going out of my way to really reach for, because again, rookies, they suck usually, especially early on, and especially guards, because there's a, there's a very steep learning curve when it comes to joining the NBA. I think he will do well, and I think he'll be fine. Uh, but again, the fantasy friendliness of his game, it's not as friendly as others that we've seen in the past. I think he'll be a great assist player. The points should be solid. He can maybe get you close to a, a steal per game but probably not like the 1.3, 1.4 steals per game, I don't believe. And then, like we said, the the threes might be low. The percentages will be poor. Um, he doesn't really do much else. He's not an excellent rebounder or anything like that, shot blocker as a guard. So there's just a few things that will take some time for Scoot. Uh, I think he'll be great long-term, but just in his first season, I wouldn't get too excited and draft him at pick 75 or anything like that and, and hope for him to be a breakout. I think that is a losing strategy. All right, now we're starting to look at some of the more speculative players because a lot of these guys, so those three I think are going to be starters for their team. The rest of these players, probably not to start the season. Probably not starters. They A few of them might might get there in the preseason, but as of right now, I'm recording on the seventh sorry, on the thirteenth of September. I don't think any of these guys will be starting the season as the starters, but they definitely have the ability to move into a starting role. All right, let's start with one of the Thompson twins, Asar Thompson. He is, for this season, my favorite Thompson, although we'll talk about a men in a second. I think that the gap is definitely closing with some recent news. So Asar Thompson um, I had him number three in my overall uh, NBA big board. I believe in the ability for this guy to be just a very smart, intelligent player, reads the player really well, cuts very intelligently, an excellent defender. His defensive stats are very, very elite. So he is a guy that may not score very much. The, the percentages might not be the best, but... If he can give you close to five rebounds, five assists, a steal, and close to a block per game, 1.3 steals even, that is definitely someone that has some upside. And if he does come along a little bit more in terms of an offensive player, this is someone that you can definitely draft, especially if you're punting the points or the threes or the uh, the field goal percentage, free throw percentage. Any one of those sort of things boosts his value up. But he, he is someone that even in limited minutes, at the moment I've got him projected for about 25. 
Maybe it's more like 20 at the start of the year, but by the end, in our fantasy playoffs, he's playing close to 30 minutes a night. I, I can easily see that happening. He's only really got Isaiah Stewart and Bojan Bogdanovic in front of him. I think by the end of the season, Bogdan Bogdanovic, sorry, Bojan Bogdanovic is either not on this team or surely he's not in front of Asar Thompson because he is obviously one of their future building blocks. So I think he forces his way in there fairly quickly, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a really good player. Um, so could easily find himself as a top 100 option. You don't draft him there. I think he's fine to grab as soon as you finish your starting 10 roster spots and you're looking at players on the bench. So when you start looking at those bench guys, you can start to look at those upsides. They may not contribute straight away. So remember, you might have to be patient with these guys to begin with, but he can obviously do uh, some good things in limited minutes. He has a little bit of the Tari Eason's about him, but I believe more in his pathway to minutes than I did with Tari Eason last season. So I would, if if you cast your minds back to how we were evaluating Tari Eason last year, I would be valuing Asar Thompson a little bit more than Tari. And on top of that, Asar probably has a better upside in terms of his playmaking and assist ability. And the defense is nearly, it's basically the same as in, in terms of eliteness. So you add the assist uh, upside and the easier pathway to minutes, and you can see why I'm kind of getting quite excited for Asar Thompson. I'm also excited for his brother, Amen Thompson. Now, this is recording after the news has dropped, and I'm not going to dwell on this too much, but of Kevin Porter Jr. Um, being arrested for assaulting his girlfriend. Just the shittest of all blokes. Uh, we won't spend too much time on that, but I am not expecting him to play if much, if at all, this season. He might even be done in terms of his NBA career, I wouldn't be too upset about that. But this, from a fantasy basketball perspective, definitely helps a player like Amen Thompson. Um, he will start on the bench, in my opinion, definitely as a backup point guard to Fred Van Vliet, but he can definitely play multiple positions. He can play point guard, shooting guard, small forward on the wing. Um, so I think that with Kevin Porter Jr. kind of out of the equation, from a fantasy point of view, this definitely adds extra minutes of upside to Amen Thompson. And again, like Asar, I think he's really good. I think he's going to force himself into a larger role sooner rather than later. And he's probably more efficient than Amen Thompson. He was a much better finisher, especially at the rim, than um, Asar. So you're not going to have to worry as much about the poor efficiency from the field. Um, maybe fewer threes, but again, the upside in assists is probably higher again. So again, you're looking at someone who could... Quite comfortably, I think, average 10, 5, and 5 with 1.3 steals, 0.6 blocks, um, shooting 46 from the field and, and maybe low 70s from the free throw line or, or, or mid-60s. Um, it won't be on a huge amount of attempts, but do keep in mind that the free throw percentage in his shooting is his question mark. But again, a player that has supreme upside, if he gets minutes and he's getting 30-plus minutes a night, he quite comfortably is a top 75 player, in my opinion. Um, and that is definitely a possibility, definitely more of a possibility than it was a few days ago when a player like Kevin Porter Jr. was in front of him in the rotation, but I think that's not going to be the case anymore. So both Thompson twins I'm extremely high on, especially long-term to start this season. Expect some bumps along the way, but come fantasy playoff time, I think these guys will be contributing and um, big, uh, big parts of your playoff fantasy team. All right, the next three guys, we've got three more guys we're going to get to. These are the guys that I'm not necessarily 
confident that they are drafted in every scenario. But we'll start with Keontae George, who, again, you're going to have to scroll down or search these players up. Keontae George is 578th on Yahoo, so they've completely forgotten about him. Um, He's listed as a shooting guard for Utah. I think there is an outside chance that he starts at point guard this season for the Utah Jazz. They don't have any playmaking on this team. Their starting lineup projects to be Larry Munkerton, um, John Collins, Walker Kessler in their front court. You've probably got someone like Jordan Clarkson, or does he come off the bench? Or Colin Sexton, Ochai Agbaji. None of those guys are good playmakers. Like, none of their best seven players are good playmakers. Keontae George is a rookie, so by no means is he an excellent playmaker just walking in here and he's, um, you know, like a Scoot Henderson type of passer. That's not the case, but you're going to need to get some kind of perimeter talent and playmaking out on the court there. And he can do a little bit of that. He showed a little bit of that more than I expected in the summer league. Now it is summer league, so we have to take it with a grain of salt. But just in case there's a little bit of a surprise or or something happening in Utah and they're, they're really not getting what they need out of someone like Colin Sexton, then there is a world where I see Keontae George stepping into a larger role pretty quickly and feeling that playmaking gap that Utah Jazz don't have. Uh, look, his stats aren't amazing from college. Um, per game, he put up 15 points, uh, four rebounds, three assists, steal. He also had 2.4 threes per game on atrocious shooting, 37% from the field. So if he does get a high volume or a high minute roll, expect really poor field goal percentage. That should be a given for a lot of rookie guards. And the three assists in this time uh, in college does does make me a little skeptical that you know the stuff we saw in summer league, which was a lot better from the assist point of view, might not be real. But players do improve, and again, he might be playing a different role on this Utah team. So there is a little bit of an upside there, I think, for Keontae George. And I probably think there's more upside with Keontae George. I would probably draft him ahead of this next player. Brandon Miller, who was the number two overall pick in the NBA draft. Again, huge mistake in my opinion. But he is another player that has the potential to to be starting, especially when uh, Miles Bridges is suspended for the first 10 games of the season. But you still have PJ Washington. You still have Gordon Hayward there. Um, uh, what's his name? Mark Williams will be starting at center. So realistically, the, the front court really should be set with um, well, well, you've got Lamelo Ball and Rozier starting in the backcourt. Then I would argue you'd probably start Gordon Hayward, PJ Tucker, and then Mark Williams. Now, you could put a Brandon Miller in ahead of a Gordon Hayward, potentially. But then you've got Miles Bridges who's going to come back, and where does he fit into this mix? So Hayward, Bridges, PJ Washington, and Miller all are fighting for minutes in that front court in that 3-4 position. So it's actually quite crowded. And I also just don't really think that his stats project very strongly coming across from college. He's a good shooter. He can score a little bit. But outside of that, there's not too much in the way of rebounding, assists, steals, or blocks. The field goal percentage, again, like what we saw with Jabari Smith last year, has potential to be really bad. Um, and just doesn't have those defensive stats that I thought Jabari would have, um, and even that didn't eventuate. So a player like Brandon Miller, I'm quite skeptical on because I just don't see, one, the pathway for minutes being super clear, 
Two, his fantasy translations aren't amazing. This team's going to be better than we probably think because they're getting a lot of talent back. Uh, you know, Lamella Ball is going to be healthy this season. They're not going to be relying on Kelly Oubre uh, Jr. putting up a lot of shots. So, look, 13 points, six rebounds with two threes might be what you can expect. But again, low assists, steals, and blocks on poor efficiency. It's just not that exciting. It's not that good. Um, and in terms of upside... I think that a few of these other guys are a lot better. So for most, for the most instance, I'm not drafting Brandon Miller in standard leagues. But if I am wrong, um, there is a case to draft him with your last pick. But in my opinion, it's not a strong one. Last guy we're going to talk about here is Jarris Walker from the Indiana Pacers. Now, they went and signed or traded for, I can't quite remember, um, Obi Toppin, who I expect to be their starting power forward. But... There is a chance that Jarris Walker beats him out in the preseason and in training camp. So definitely one to monitor. And if he does, he could definitely be a guy that provides some upside in terms of steals, blocks, and rebounds. Um, He can maybe hit half a three to a three per game, get some points, and do it relatively efficiently. I don't think he's going to be tasked with a huge offensive role. So that usually leads to a bit more efficient um, field goal percentage when you've got a player like Tyrus Halliburton setting you up. He was excellent when he played for for Houston in college. So one steal, 1.3 blocks. Did that in under 28 minutes per night. Um, The assists have a little bit of scope to be there at maybe two per game if he is tasked with doing that a little bit. The free throw percentage is poor, but hopefully that's not going to be on many attempts. So he's just a kind of of a guy to keep an eye on. Bit of like a a bigger version of a Jaden McDaniels potentially. Imagine Jaden McDaniels, but with some more rebounds. That's kind of like the upside you're potentially hoping for from like a stat profile point of view. I think it's a long shot. He's definitely like a last round only type of flyer because like I said, I expect Obi Toppin to be there. And even if Walker does get the starting nod, you've got Obi Toppin breathing down his neck and the minutes is going to be a bit of a, a split, even in the best case scenario early on. Um, but he could really take that role and, and run with it. And um, if anything does happen to Obi Toppin, he, he will be the guy that benefits directly. And I think the the steals and blocks, rebounds, um, the decent enough efficiency should be enough to get him standard league relevance if the minutes are there. So someone who can definitely be a late-round flyer. I like him better than a Brandon Miller. Him and Keontae George are kind of even, I guess, depending on what you are looking for, if you're looking for more of that Chucker and Shooter for points, threes, assists versus Walker for the rebounds, steals, and blocks. I think they both have a relatively equal path to minutes depending on what we see in the preseason and those position battles. So I do like them both better than a Brandon Miller flyer because I think the upside for both of them is a little bit higher than what Miller gives us. All right, that will do it for us today, guys. Um, Talking about the rookies, remember, if you want to verse me in fantasy basketball, drop a five-star rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and leave your Twitter handle in that review. I will be starting to send out, um, at this stage, if you drop a review, you're in because we were leaving it open for 29 reviews. That's all it's going to take, really, at this stage. You drop a review and you're in. I was going to get picky and talk about the most um, creative and wacky ones, but... Some of you guys have been a bit slow on the uptake, so drop a review when you're basically in to verse me. Um, and if you have friends or anyone else that want to jo- join in, you can grab someone else's phone, drop their um, Twitter t- handle in there or yours if you're going to 
invite them as well, um, and they will be pretty good to go. So make sure you guys go over there, drop your review, and if you are keen to get help for your fantasy basketball drafts, head over to ballboysmbo.com, get your season guide now, and dominate your leagues. Laters. Bye. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.